What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan and I will be your host. In a world instilled with fear, human beings now believe that the human body is inherently flawed. Many believe that it can't fight off things like viruses, anxiety, excess weight, joint pain, and many other issues that plague the modern day world. I will be sitting down with others from all different aspects of life where we'll talk about their journey, experience, and knowledge so that you can see how much taking control of your health and fitness can change your entire life. It is also my goal to bring you the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind-muscle experience. And today, guys, we're going to highlight that mind portion of the mind-muscle experience again. I think I've kind of been on a roll with this lately. We've been talking a lot about mindset, neuroplasticity, the fucking brain, how cool it is, how it's moldable. And today, we're going we're gonna to continue tracking down that path because this is something that is fairly new uh, i've been trying i've been working at it for on and off for two years now and i'm really starting to get into a groove with it and it's been a fucking game changer and when i decided to research this more i realized that this is something that people really do need to implement more it's a game changer it really is okay so today we're going to talk about meditation we're going to work on that mindset yet again so like i said topic is because I wanted to I want to I really want to get into the habit of doing this this little have like a template of like what we're going to do for the podcast episode on these like informational solo episodes so we have the topic which is meditation and its benefits these are the questions we're going to ask what ask no you're gonna well I'm going to ask them and then I'm going to answer them so we're going to do both um what is meditation what does it help with and how does it affect the brain we're also going to talk about application and and something i learned more recently how to boost the immune system meditation can boost your immune system what and but the coronavirus it's killing everybody not anymore my friends because if you start meditating you can boost your immune system and you can fuck the virus right in the arse all right so we're going to talk about that but that's probably going to be a separate episode um so uh, today's episode is going to be what is meditation? What does it help with? How does it affect the brain? The next episode is going to be how it boosts the immune system, how meditation can boost neuroplasticity. And if you guys haven't checked out that episode yet, you need to, um, because to put it very simply, the bold, the bold, the what? The brain is moldable. Guys, if you don't like something about yourself, you can begin changing it and you can become who you've always wanted to be. Oh, motherfucking badass with huge fucking pythons. I'm sure that's what you want to look like. So the second episode is going to be how it can boost the immune system, how it can affect neuroplasticity, and then how we can apply it. Some tips for you guys, um, some ways to, to start implementing this. And it doesn't have to be all at once. So let me just say that, okay? But first we're going to get into um, a few things. Guys, I've been posting YouTube videos, so if you guys are interested in that, some of it's kind of been like motivational, some of it's just me ranting. I just launched a hip mobility drill for people who have stiff arse hips. If your hips are locked up from sitting, you need to go check that video out. I'll put it in the show notes. It's been a game changer for me. Um, that, among other things, on the tube, so go check me out over there. Uh, and first things first, you guys know I'm a proud American, so we gon' we gon' hmm, you already know. 
God bless America. Let me just say that much. I love this country. I really do. You know, it's going to shit. I still love it. All right, guys. So let's talk about meditation. Let's talk about getting that fucking mind right. Why do we want to talk about meditation? I just want to say this first. The reason I'm bringing all this stuff about the brain up, why I'm talking about mindset so much is because, guys, it fucking matters. I would argue with any single person out there, because everybody's looking for the perfect exercise and the perfect workout routine and the food and the diet and the supplements, and I'm just like, get your mind in the right place. First, it is the most important thing. You need to understand your why. You need to understand that you can change anything you want about yourself. That's why neuroplasticity is so important to understand because you can change anything. You don't like the thoughts in your head? Start paying attention to them. It's called metacognition, my friends. Pay attention to the thoughts in your head and let's begin changing those motherfucking things. Meditation is a great tool to start doing that. So what is meditation? What is it? What is meditation? It is I got this definition off of freedictionary.com. I'm going to throw a couple things at you with this. Um, it is a mind-body practice. It is the practice of a concentrated focus upon a sound object, visualization, breath, movement, or attention in order to increase awareness at the present moment. That's the key part there, guys. Being present in the moment. Because once you're present in the moment, you can start to notice the thoughts you don't like, the way you act, the feelings that you feel that you don't like. You can begin to change them once you are present in the moment. So that's important to understand right there, that part right there. Increase awareness of the present moment. Um, a doctor I've recently, probably within the last six, seven months or so, started to follow. He's huge on this stuff, and I've learned so much from him. His name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's written a couple of books that I highly recommend to people. Um, his definition that he gets from like an ancient, I mean not ancient, like an older civilization or something like that. And I really, really like this uh, of meditation is to know thyself. Meditation literally translates to knowing thyself. That sounds amazing. I mean, by a show, show a raise of hands that I can't see, how many people actually know their, themselves? Don't you fucking lie. I know you're lying. Don't lie. You don't... Stop it. Guys, seriously, though, if you don't know yourself through and through what your purpose is, like what you need in your soul to be fulfilled in this world, meditation is a great way to figure all this out. So... Meditation, again, is the mind-body practice, the practice of concentrated focus upon a sound, object, visualization, breath, movement, or attention in order to increase awareness of the present moment. Or, very simply put by Dr. Joe Dispenza, to know thyself. It can reduce stress, promote relaxation, and people have a hard time sleeping. Hmm, here's another thing. Did a whole episode on sleep, too. It can also enhance your personal and spiritual growth. Yeah. You have a spirit within you, my friends, and we all talk about that too. So what does meditation help with? Well, it can help with a fuck ton of health issues, some of which that I was surprised about, some of which I started doing this episode. I was like, wait, no, on that, no way. And that's why there's going to be a second episode because I had no idea that meditation could boost your immune system. It makes sense why I'm unstoppable. It really does. Anyway, enough about me. So what does it help with? What does meditation help with? Uh, it can help with things like high blood pressure, some stomach issues like IBS or ulcerative colitis. Oh, I nailed it that time. Sorry, I, I messed up a couple times trying to say that. Um, it can help with stress. It can help relieve things like anxiety, depression, insomnia. Guys, let me just say this about the self-love movement. 
before I blow my brains out. Self-love is not sitting on the couch, not moving that beautiful, beautiful, well-designed body that God gave you. It is not sitting on that couch, immobilizing that body, marinating in that anxiety and depression, eating just ridiculous food and comparing yourself to every single actor, actress, human being you see pop up on the TV. It's just not, it's not that. I'm sorry. You should love yourself. You should treat yourself well. But that is not doing it. And that's important to understand. Because meditation, while it may not seem as glamorous as eating chips and sitting on your lazy ass, um, it can really help you understand yourself and probably help you with that anxiety or depression. Yes, sir. Again. Okay, so a 2014 research paper actually showed that the mind-body practice or meditation actually reduced chemical identifiers of inflammation. Now, if you guys have listened to other episodes like the gut microbiome one, I talked about inflammation and how inflammation is the root cause of our leading killers out there. Heart disease, diabetes, obesity. Um, what are some of the other ones? I'm drawing a blank right now. You would think I'd memorize these. They piss me off. Anyway, I forget. Um, and inflammation is our body's response to like foreign invaders. So it's like we need inflammation. So don't, don't get anything twisted about it. Inflammation is important. When we go to the gym, we train hard. When we're at home, train hard. No matter what you're doing, and if, as long as you're training hard. Inflammation is a natural response to the stress that you're putting on your body. So inflammation is a good thing, but the type of inflammation is the problem. And the inflammation that, that stems from these diseases is the root issue of all of them. So if, if meditation can help reduce chemical identifiers of, these, of, of, of inflammation, fuck, maybe if more people meditated, maybe, just maybe, there's a possibility that some of these diseases wouldn't be there. Uh, you know, amongst other things, you, you can get all worry about your nutrition, your training, um, your mobility. You got to pay attention to these things. But I mean, this is just how, how powerful our mind is. Meditation is also shown in promise with regulating the immune system. And this is the thing I didn't even understand until I did this episode. It blew my mind so much that we're doing a part two at some point. Another thing that I found fascinating that it wasn't a rabbit hole I was willing to go down was it can actually help aid with common menopausal symptoms, which I thought was fascinating so if you're a woman out there and you're interested in this you should look into it because i'm not going to um honestly guys the the biggest takeaway from meditation that i've noticed in my life um is it can really help you understand who you are in your heart and soul we are not these superficial things that we make ourselves out to be the the material world is not all that there is And meditation can really help you find that out, for one. And two, it can really help you understand yourself on a level you never thought you could. And what I mean is it can help you figure out your purpose, what the hell you're doing on this planet, and what you need to do to feel truly, truly fulfilled in your life. I mean, because flipping burgers doesn't sound like fun. I mean, that's what you're doing. There's got to be more to life, right? So meditation can really help you figure out who you are in your heart and soul. I couldn't recommend it more to you guys. Okay, so we know what it is. It's knowing yourself. It's a mind-body practice. It's being present in the moment and having that awareness. We know it can help with things like blood, high blood pressure, cancers, IBS, other stomach issues, because I don't feel like saying that word again, uh, anxiety, depression, insomnia. It, it is shown to reduce chemical identifiers of inflammation. It can help with menopause. What? It can also 
help regulate the immune system, another episode, and help you figure out who the hell you are. Guys, it sounds promising. I don't know about you guys. I'm pumped. I can't wait to meditate later. I'm pumped. Can you see it on my face? No, because you can't see my face. Okay, so how does this affect the brain? We know from neuroplasticity that the brain is just the coolest thing in the world. And if you disagree, that sucks. You're missing out. Our brain is literally like a computer program. We just we, we become so ingrained in our ways that it naturally takes over for us. It becomes our subconscious mind becomes 95% of who we are and how we act. I don't know about you guys. I don't like the idea that I want to be in control, baby. Give me the wheel. So how does this affect the brain? Well, the brain behaves at different rates, um, and this variability depends on the activity we're performing. Uh, this brain behavior is our bra- is brain waves, and the activities that can affect it are things like heart rate, our respiratory system, and muscle tension. So when you're going to the gym, you're affecting brain waves, baby. That is just how interconnected our mind and body is. That's why we're that's why we're going through the mind muscle experience, because our mind is well a muscle, but it it connects via the nervous system to every single muscle in our body. Everything is so interconnected, guys. The the body is so cool. If you guys aren't pumped to listen to this shit yet, ugh, I'm getting just anxious to tell you more. So let me tell you more. So brain waves determine our state of being, and our state of being is how we think and feel. So there are five five different types of brain waves i'm going to go over them i'm going to give you some examples i'm going to read a little bit from dr joe's book called breaking the habit of being yourself guys if any of this interests you even a little bit i couldn't recommend this book more i've read one of his other books and and i bought another one i'm going to read all of them and he's got another book i'm going to buy it and read that too because this guy gets into some amazing stuff okay so let's talk about the different brain wave states we have five and they are measured. I can't talk today. Sorry. They are measured in hertz. H Z. I don't know what that means. I should figure out. The first one is gamma, which is more than 40 hertz, and this is hyperactivity or active learning. Okay. The next one is beta. This is the one we are in the most. This is when we are alert. We're planning. We're analyzing. We're categorizing. It's how we spend the majority of our days. The next one is alpha, which is about nine to 13 hertz oh wait did i mention the beta one beta is 13 to 30 hertz i believe um alpha is 9 to 13 hertz and this one we're calm relaxed peaceful uh you know if you've done yoga it's kind of how you feel after yoga you know you you get all the tension out of your body your muscles aren't super stiff you're not wearing all those emotions via your muscles so you just feel relaxed it's probably how you feel or you should feel before you go to bed it may be how you feel when you wake up in the morning a bit more relaxed um rested and then we have theta, which is about four to eight hertz. And this is where meditation can bring us. And we're going to dive a little deeper into this one. Um, and then I'm going to go over the other ones. So, you know, actually, hold, hold the phone. The last one, let me just tell you the last one. The last one is delta, which is about one to three hertz. This is when we're in deep sleep. Most of us, this happens when we are schnoozing when we go to bed. And this is why it's important to understand your sleep. Okay, so let's actually start from the beginning. Sorry, I'm just opening my book here, guys. All right. So I'm gonna just start. We don't. We're not gonna get into gamma too much. But I wanna just talk about. Um, where is it? 
I was prepared, and now my book isn't cooperating. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let's talk. With, let's start with beta. Beta again. That's the one we spend most of our days in. Uh, beta is the alert planning stage when we're analyzing, categorizing things like that. Again, how we spend most of our days. This is from Dr. Joe's book. From ages eight to twelve and onward, brain activity increases to even higher frequencies. Anything above thirteen cycles per second, and in children is the frontier for beta waves. Beta goes on and up to varying degrees from there throughout adulthood and is representative of conscious analytical thinking. After the age of 12, the door between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind usually closes because of this analytical mind. That was that I just added that in there. Beta is actually divided into low, mid, and high range beta waves. So not only are we already dividing our brain waves into five, but this one particular subsection the beta waves, which we spend most of our days, is um, is broken down even further into three subcategories. As children progress into their teens, they tend to move from low-range beta up into mid and high-range beta waves as seen in most adults. As you're reading this chapter, most likely you are in the everyday walking state of beta brainwave activity. Your brain is processing sensory data i.e. the data we get from, you know, seeing, well, most of it's from seeing, touching, feeling, hearing, tasting, um, where was I? And trying to create meaning between your outer and inner worlds. While you are engaged in this book's material, you may feel the weight of your body on your seat. You may hear music in the background. You may glance up and see out a window. All of this is being processed by your neocortex. And I talked about the neocortex in neuroplasticity baby i did i certainly did okay so then next we got alpha um alpha is is between the ages of five and eight brain waves change again to an alpha frequency of eight to 13 cycles per second the analytical mind begins to form this is when we're analyzing a lot this is when it forms um it begins to form in at this point in childhood development children start to interpret draw conclusions about the laws of external life you know, the material world, things that are happening outside of us. At the same time, the inner world of our imagination tends to be as real as the outer world of reality. Children in the age group typically have a foot in both worlds. That's why they pretend so well. So there you go right there, guys. That's why your child can pretend better than you can. For instance, you may ask a child to pretend, pretend that he is a dolphin in the sea and a snowflake in the wind or a superhero coming to the rescue and hours later he is still in character. Ask an adult to do that and, well, you already know the answer. All right, so then we have theta, and theta is the most interesting one. This is the one where it forms from ages two to five or six. A child begins to demonstrate slightly higher uh, EEG patterns, which I believe is how they measure the brain waves. Uh, these theta waves frequencies measure from four to eight cycles. Um, and the cool thing about theta, like I said, this is where we meditation brings you. It can allow you to get into a deeper awareness and uh, is associated with visualization and manifestation. You can almost perceive senses on your own because our body is so objective that whatever you're thinking in your head, you are feeling, and because you're not seeing anything, your body doesn't know the difference between what you're thinking and what you're seeing. In this case, if you're meditating with your eyes closed, your body can't tell that you're not actually experiencing that in the physical world. That's how powerful meditation is. That's why this stuff is so important because you can literally visualize or manifest something. The key to it all is to get the fuck up when you're done and go do something about it. 
Um, your body, again, it is so objective. It doesn't know the difference between what you are visualizing in your meditation and what you are actually doing in your everyday life. That's why meditation is important because you can start to analyze. Maybe not even analyze is the right word, but you can start to pay attention to those thoughts that you have every day that you don't like. You can start to pay attention to those feelings you don't like and start to understand them or better yet, replace them with better ones. Yeah, I said it. You don't like feeling anxious all the time? Time to get to work. Meditation is a great way to do this. The thing with meditation leading to the visualization of like things that you want and, and almost manifesting is you need to be realistic for one. You can't say, I want a million dollars when I get out of this meditation and expect it. If you want to like earn a million dollars, it's you can't expect it right away. You can't even have expectations. You have to get up from that meditation and start moving towards it and start becoming the person that you see in that visualization. You have to get up and get to work. All right, so this is this is really really important to understand because meditation is a great tool, but you can't just expect things to happen. Another little snippet from Dr. Joe's book: In adults, theta waves emerge in the twilight state or lucid state, during which some people find themselves half awake and half asleep. This is a state when a hypo oh I'm sorry, <laughs> a hypnotherapist can access the subconscious mind in theta. We are programmable because there is no veil between the conscious and subconscious mind because in when we're in a state of theta waves we are more in tune with the subconscious mind things we don't necessarily have control over there's one other part i'm gonna find it okay all right so here's the thing i want you guys to understand about beta and this is why meditation is important because we can get beyond all this you can slow your brain waves down you can slow your mind down and start to tap into that subconscious programming that you've become over the course of your life in his book he says dr joe says when you are stuck in high beta it's hard to learn very little new information can enter into your nervous system that is not equal to the emotions you are experiencing the truth is the problem you're you're so busy analyzing can't be resolved within the emotions you are analyzing them in. Why not? Well, your anal anal sorry. Well, your analysis is creating higher and higher frequencies of beta. Beta thinking in this mode causes your brain to overreact. You you reason poorly and think about think without clarity. Our brain waves and and I've seen a picture of this. Maybe I'll try to find something and put it in the show notes. Our brain waves when we're in high beta are all over the place guys like it doesn't even make sense that's how insane our beta brain waves become and how and why people are so anxious or depressed like they can't even make up what is going on in their brain and that you can you can actually see this on eegs it's 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 incredible so this is why meditation is so important you can sorry i'm just putting the book down you can slow the body, the way the body is reacting, you can slow your brain waves down and start to tap into that subconscious mind, that subconscious programming. You can, you can. What Dr. Joe says is when you when you sit down, and I, the reason I keep referencing him is because this is his what he says, and and I applied it and it changed my life. You can sit down, close your eyes, cut off all the sensory information out there. You know, put put on some light music, put some headphones in. And just be quiet with yourself. You can do a guided meditation if you necessarily need to. But you can almost start to visualize what you want in your life. And you can you can experience that in your mind and, and associate that with an elevated emotion like being happy 
or joyful or free, free from the confines of your own mind. You can experience that with the elevated emotion and then get up and start to become that person you just saw in that vision. That is the power of this, guys. You can't you don't know when it's gonna happen, but you can you can absolutely do this. So um one of the things, because now we're going to go back into the brain. I talked about brain waves. Um, one of the things that that I've, I've found through all this is we're going to get back into the nerdiness of the brain. MRI scans have shown that uh, the reduction of the size of our amygdala from meditation. So through meditation, through slowing these brain waves down, MRI scans have shown the size of our amygdala shrinking. Now, what is our amygdala? Because I just threw like, like, what kind of word is that, bro? Uh, the amygdala is our fight or flight center of the body. That is where our survival instincts come out. Excuse me. Things like stress, uh, anxiety, uh, fear, anger. These survival emotions come out through the amygdala, the fight or flight center of the brain. This, 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 this section of the brain is associated with fear and anxiety disorders, PTSD, even schizophrenia, which I thought was interesting. It makes me wonder if meditation can help with that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't go that, that far deep with it. So meditation, through slowing the brain waves down, our, our state of being, how we are, are thinking and feeling each day, can shrink this area of the brain, the amygdala, the fear center of the brain, and we can become more balanced emotionally and then what happens is our prefrontal cortex gets thicker as a result. And this part of the brain, our prefrontal cortex, is associated with cognitive behavior, personality expression, you being, you being able to express who you truly are, again, deep down in your, in your soul, in your heart, who you know you are through, beyond all of everything you see in the mirror. You can start to express that person better. It's also associated with um, the prefrontal cortex is also associated with decision making and moderating social behavior. So you don't like, you know, go out and act like a turd, to, to put it in simpler terms. Um, the scale of the changes in association with the amygdala shrinking is related to how much you med meditate and how much you have meditated. So like everything else, like your training, like your nutrition, like your mobility, this takes time. It takes practice. You got to start and you got to keep working up to it. You got to be, you got to understand that you're not going to be a master meditator right away. You're not going to be one of those monks who's floating in air. You got to work up to that. Um, a mindfulness researcher from the University of Pitt said, and, oh, her name is Adrian Tear. Her words were, mindfulness practice increases one's ability to recruit order prefrontal cortex regions that down regulate lower brain activity like the emotional state of being in fight or flight. So again, what did, what did I just say there? Okay, so through slowing the brain waves down, because we learned that there's, there's five different brain waves. We got gamma, we got beta, we got alpha, theta, and delta. We usually live in beta, which is when we're alert, planning, analyzing, things to that effect. We can slow those brain waves down. We can relax and bring peace to ourselves through meditation. We can start to tap into our subconscious mind, our subconscious programming, and begin to make the changes that we want in our life. This can, this can start to, like I said, 
the brain's like a computer program. You can start to reprogram the thoughts in your head and tell yourself that, yeah, I'm going to be jacked one day. You can literally do this, but it takes work. It takes practice because the scale of changes that happen from meditation are in relation to the hours meditated. We can shrink the amygdala, the fight or flight center of the brain. The, the, the survival, stressful, emotional center of the brain that is associated with fear and anxiety. We can enhance the prefrontal cortex, which is associated with cognitive behavior, the expression of your own personality, better decision-making, and, and, and moderating your own social behavior. Um, we can do all this, guys, through meditation. It's, it's the truth. So how long, because I had a, this question, like how long before you really start to see changes? And one article I read... It says that mindful, uh, I'm sorry, many individuals across the world report receiving noticeable improvements after one week. Now, they weren't very specific on the type of meditation, how long, and the improvements in which they talked about. But the overall arching point here is if you practice this all the time, it doesn't have to be long. You can start with five to ten minutes each day. There's guided meditations on YouTube. If you do this, if you practice this, you can start to begin to make the changes that you want in your life. The idea of meditation is to slow your mind down, control your thoughts, and control your emotional state of being. All right? Guys, this is, meditation can really change your life. And I'm, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a bit biased and I like meditating myself. It's it's helped me cultivate the man I am today. And today, more than yesterday and the day before, I am proud of the person I am today. You can truly begin to understand who you are in your heart and soul. And if you guys are a deeper person like I am, where everything isn't just superficial, Meditation is a great place to start to figure out who you are deep down inside. So guys, this already ran longer than I wanted. We are going to get even more into meditation in the next episode where I'll talk about how meditation can help the immune system and how you can get started, how it can help neuroplasticity. What? Changing the brain. Let's go. Um, guys, I also recommend you tech, check out Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'll actually link, you know, I don't like plugging other people, but he has changed my life. I will link him in the show notes so you guys can go check out his website where you can find his books. They are game changers. Um, I will link the, the what was the episode I said? I already forget. I'll have to go back and listen. But guys, if you took anything from this episode, if I'm helping you in any way, shape, or form, I would appreciate it more than anything in the world if you can help me grow the show. Share it with a friend. If you're on iTunes, leave, and rate, leave a rate and review so that it can help me, help boost me in the algorithms. You know, people who create content like this, they don't just say that because they want all the, all the, the clout. Well, that stuff's cool. It helps you reach more people, and that's the goal. I want to help as many human beings as possible. If I can get the world to meditate more, that would be dope. That would be dope. But I need your help doing it. I need you to leave rate and reviews. I need you to share the episodes, especially only if it's useful. I don't want you to leave a rate and review because we're friends or because you think I'm cool or you like my man bun. No, I want you to leave a rate and review if you take value out of this. I want you to share this episode with a friend if it really made a difference to you. I really want you to share this on your social media pages and make sure you tag my Instagram page at Mind Muscle Experience if it truly helped you. And stay tuned for the next episode, guys. I'll see you then. Peace.